What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I, as always, am Stephen Jensen with Jeremy Lambert. And today, our guest is a YouTuber that I've watched for years who covers not just professional wrestling, but also pop culture, a bunch of movies, TV shows, a great channel over there. He is your least favorite YouTuber, the social injustice warrior, V Infuso. V, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's actually been a while since I went by uh, the social injustice warrior, <laughs> but um, I, I like to think that I still hold up to my moniker of being everything's <laughs> favorite. Yeah, I, I thought that was a, cl- a clever nickname, so I figured I'd throw that out there. O- OG fans know. So. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, um, not everybody got that it was just a clever nickname, and then people took it as like some weird social stance. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I don't need to be called that. That's fine. Gotcha. Well, I- either way, V and Fuso, thanks for joining the show. Um, for those of you um, unfamiliar with V, uh, how long have you been on YouTube doing videos? Oh, crap. Um, I guess essentially since the platform came out, but I was only I only started being successful about five or six years ago. What what was the um, the videos or the video? If you if you can kind of pinpoint where it started to kind of really take off for you. Oh, God. Um Unfortunately for me, uh, the the video that really started to get over with an audience and introduced me to people was, um, I don't know if you guys know about Channel Awesome. I don't think so. I'm not familiar. It's it's much better if you're not. Uh, (laughs) I I basically wound up getting noticed because I was was reporting on like drama and gossip and people uh, started flocking to that. Um, I didn't start getting noticed by wrestling fans until I, I, I want to say it was uh, my Razor Ramon video was the first real mass introduction to a wrestling audience. I think at least. Okay, gotcha. Because I, I was familiar. I, I became familiar. I'm sure through the YouTube algorithm where it's like I just watch a lot of wrestling stuff. Started seeing your videos popping up. <clears throat> also, you've collaborated with a lot of people that I, I watch their stuff as well, um, yeah. which I want to ask you about. Um, but so when you say you got into it at first with um, like the drama and stuff like that, was that just like general like uh, like Internet YouTuber, like social media type drama? Or was it like kind of like like a topic that you were kind of covering with the drama? Um, all right. So so like the the long story short would be that I I was doing YouTube for a while and I was doing like a whole bunch of things I never expected to be successful i was just trying to uh have a creative outlet so like i just did a bunch of different things and one day my friend pulled me aside and was like listen you're a really good talker you should just talk things like just talk about things just talk shit and that's all you need to do just talk like you know review things or just like just speak so uh i applied my personality to my videos and that's around the time that i started seeing uh, an improvement in the numbers and I actually started making money. Um, but yeah, it, it was the first thing that I, I really got recognized for was a topic that I, I don't even know how I wound up covering. Like there were people involved in the situation that heard me, you know, talk shit before and they gave me information on the inside. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. My, my question is, why do you hate Batman? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that a lot of the videos are are batman related and some of them are like hey th- this is very good and then th- now let me tell you why this batman is awful um yeah. so what where did the batman stuff i know we're supposed to talk about wrestling who cares uh, <laughs> yeah, where where did the batman stuff like come from and how, how much have you sort of uh, leaned into that? But I like I looked at a lot of your videos, and there's a lot of really cool stuff on here that I'd like to get into. But specifically, Batman. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <coughs> I've I've been a raging Batman fan. Like I mean, Batman and wrestling, I got into around the same time, which was like a little bit before kindergarten. So this, these have been like lifelong, like 
fandoms that I've been a part of, you know, like I, I've, I've have, I've a lot of love and passion for those things. Um, I've loved Batman my whole life. I probably got into that character before I ever was introduced to wrestling at all. Um, yeah, I, it, it took a couple of years for me to even talk about the character on the channel, but I am currently, you know, recording this with you guys in my <laughs> Batman inspired office. It's still getting put together. I wish I could show you, but like, this is one half like shrine and one half office essentially. So now I am in a transition into a wrestling question and you've, you've done a video on this, but for those who have not seen the video, Joker sting is, I think one of the most underrated wrestling characters of all time, because we're so used to Sting as, as Crow or before that surfer Sting. Joker Sting kind of carried TNA for a little while. What were your thoughts on Joker Sting? You know what? I, I agree with that to a degree. Like I know that it's outlandish and it was definitely not what we were used to, but what I really appreciated about Joker Sting is that he approached it with a similar energy that he approached like his early days in WCW with. Like when he spoke, like in his promos, there was like that cadence there that it was like high energy. And it was just very different from, I think a lot of people were more used to like Sting being dark and, you know, pseudo gothic, you know, essentially. See, that was this thing that I grew up on, fell in love with when is Halloween on the surfer Sting. So I was happy mm. to see that he was, he brought energy back instead of, all right, stoic, crow Sting, and get, I liked same with the the energy and i wish he'd do he, he kind of has a little bit more energy in aew nowadays it's still more than just being stoic but i think joker's thing was uh absolutely fantastic jensen do you have thoughts on joker's thing um at the time it was strange but like when you look back on it i think it actually ages really well to be honest i'm with you guys you, you know what the thing about it for me that really makes it is that it didn't have to be done you know, like Sting was at a point in his career where he could go the rest of his life just doing what's worked for him. And nobody's going to tell him, hey, you should try to switch it up. It's like, no, he's a nostalgia act. He could just do that. You know, he went out of his way to try to spice things up and make it different and like, you know, add a chapter to his career. I respect the hell out of him for that. And I think on some level it worked, but. You know, I mean, I also understand people who are like, I just didn't get Joker Sting. Like, I, why wasn't he the crow? I, t I totally get it. <laughs> For sure. Well, hey, on the flip side, sometimes you try to change it up and sometimes you try to, you know, get some career longevity by, you know, doing something different. You know, and you've covered uh, someone who, who's done this a few times in their career. Um, the Hulkster, Hollywood Hollywood Hulk Hogan and all the, the trials and tribulations. Um, Hogan knows best. That was uh, a thing that I was very entertained hearing you talk about. Um, I followed the whole saga and then rewatched like when it was all like all together as as one big video. Um, Thank you. What? Oh, absolutely. What? I have so many questions about like how long it took you, like how many times you had to watch this stuff, and like how like this, how long of like how long did it take you to edit, like put together all this. For people who haven't seen this yet, y'all got to check this out. V has this whole saga on the Hogan Knows Best series. And I just think it's the best. I think you did the best job of breaking it down of anyone I've seen do it on YouTube. So, Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to stop saying that sentence, but I truly <laughs> appreciate that. No, that took, those videos took forever because I had to watch and rewatch. And they would just say such outlandish like. <laughs> at such a rapid speed, I have to keep, keep pausing and go, wait, did, did he actually say that? Or did I just imagine that he just said that? Like, did he actually just say those words? Or did I just think that that would be the most amazing thing that I could put in my video? And, I feel like uh, I need to go back and rewatch Hogan Knows Best now. Because... Uh, was... Yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it's, it's a very interesting watch with the power of, like, hindsight. Right. You know, like when you know where the story goes and like where they're all at now, it's like, oh, well, that's that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Probably yeah. a lot of stuff of like, oh, yeah, I, that you see kind of what led this to this. Now, the signs are there. We just all missed them because we were caught up in the wacky world of reality television. Well, I'll tell you, if you want to look for signs like there was literally an episode where Nick Hogan is brought 
into a prison to watch this video about what happens when you reckless drive. Right. Oh my gosh. The uh, wow. The foreshadowing there. That's right. amazing. And there's just a lot of moments <clears throat> like this. It's like, oh, it's it's almost like a time traveler made this, like as a warning. <laughs> oh yeah, it's weird because it's like hanging out with like Bubba and stuff, and you're just like, oh, this is all this is all and so bad for everybody. Like everyone like involved in this, like you know. <laughs> I, I I actually I met Brooke Hogan once and she was super sweet. Like I want to say that like she was like really 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 nice. So I want to throw that out there. Like I, that's my only experience with the Hogan family at all was one short interaction with Brooke. But like man, I I was watching because I know like your your channel you have all these other videos like breaking down <coughs> like you know Hulkamania and like the peak of that and like the NWO and all the members and so it's like this your channel is a very interesting career. <laughs> career like retrospective on on hogan as well so as like a big fan obviously you're a, a, a big hulkamaniac a big wrestling fan as a kid i've seen clips of you in some of these videos doing backyard wrestling um <laughs> yeah can you speak kind of just more to like your fandom and also your thought process like when you're making these videos like it just got to be i don't know i guess kind of your whole thought process when you're making videos like how are you deciding what you want to cover and that kind of stuff uh you know what i usually just cover whatever a appeals to me it's just sort of you know if i have an interesting take or like a lot of thought in i put a lot of thought into something whether it's positive or negative you know i i think that it makes me want to put something out there then again i've also said like i want to do a video on this and then like looked at that source material in the face and was like i don't even know how i would approach this like what what i have nothing so i don't know i just i try to talk about whatever interests me i want to make one correction though I was actually not a huge Hulkamaniac. I hate oh. Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh, no, okay. Jensen no, out here making you're assumptions. Right. You're right. No, no, I'm sorry. Was it, was it, were you a savage guy? Was that it? Well, I did love Macho Man, but I, I hated Hulk Hogan until he became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I think that's because, like, I, my, when I first was introduced to wrestling, I saw Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And I was like, this guy's awesome. And then I saw some of his earlier stuff where he was like talking about vitamins and saying the prayers, and I was just like, "Oh, this is bullshit." <laughs> well, who who are your other like who are your favorites um, growing up as a fan? Uh, whew, there's a lot there. Um, Shawn Michaels was definitely my favorite as a child. I thought he was funny. I I liked his move set. And uh, his personality came through in everything that he did. And I really appreciated that. I liked Bret Hart a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know that story. Go ahead and tell that. Uh, well, I liked Bret Hart a lot. Uh, and then he flipped me off when I was a kid. <laughs> what, what did you do to piss off Bret Hart? Well, I did do something. It, it 100% is on me, but I did not know what I was doing. So... I was a really dumb kid. Um, not much has changed. Like now I'm a man, but I'm just a really dumb man. But like at the time I was significantly dumber and smaller. Um, I didn't realize that Bret Hart had any kind of like relationship with Sean. I figured that he did because again, when you're a kid, you put together two and two and sometimes you come up with six. Um, I was like, well, Bret Hart is Bret Hart. And Shawn Michaels is the heartbreak kid. So they must know each other. I'm online. I'm like, I'm, I'm in kindergarten or first grade. And I'm about to meet Bret Hart for the first time. And I'm like, I know what I'll do. I'm going to impress him because Bret Hart was, and Shawn Michaels were my favorite wrestlers, but I did not know that they had any interaction with each other. I was like, I'm going to impress him by telling him that I know Shawn Michaels. And he'll be so impressed. Um, well, he definitely had a reaction, for sure. Um, I don't think it was the one that I was expecting, but I walked right up to him, you know, with these these big bright eyes, so excited to tell my favorite wrestler about my other favorite wrestler. And I go, hey, Bret Hart, I know Shawn Michaels. And uh, his smile fades immediately. And without well, this, that runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brett, Brett looks at me and like, I swear to you, doesn't miss a beat. He just goes, uh, yeah. Well, the next time you see him, give him one of these. And then he flips me off. 
That's amazing. That's such a great story. <laughs> oh, man. Bret Hart, you would think, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're bringing up Shawn Michaels at the time, you were bringing up Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You, you may have had that coming. It was poor timing. It was poor timing. <laughs> Do you think he would forgive you now? Like he, unless your name's Goldberg, it seems like he, he's a forgetful man. I don't know. I think if he saw my videos, he'd probably give me a four out of ten. The Triple H of, of WrestleMania. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that man had a lot of matches at WrestleMania. Uh, they, they were all about four out of ten. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about because I saw this when it when it first came out and I didn't realize it was it was you until today when I was looking up some stuff. Dumb side of the ring. Oh, uh, <laughs> is it is this off limits? Should I not get into no. this? Okay, okay. Um, I mean, this is my at this point in time. I put so much work into this that this is my magnum opus. If my life is going to amount to anything, let it be that I'm the guy who made dumb side of the ring. <laughs> this, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, this is, this is very fascinating. And then yeah, I, I, I didn't know it was you. And then I looked at the, the trailer again. I looked at the channel. I was like, Oh shit, we're interviewing the person who has put this together. How did just, just how that is my question. Just how. Oh man. All right, so this is where the interview is about to get really, really fun. Um, <laughs> I have so many stories from doing this documentary. Um, okay, so I met Dalton, who is – he's the guy who's at the center of the documentary for anyone watching. Yes. Um, I met him about six years ago. We had a mutual friend. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Brian Danovich. He he worked on Tough Enough. Um, he was the guy who got injured on Tough Enough. He would have won that one, but then he got injured and they had to find somebody else. Um, okay. He he was on he was on a couple of Brian Zane videos as well. Okay, gotcha. Wrestling with regret. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he was a good friend of mine, and he really believed in this kid's work um, because Dalton, for everything bad that has been said and will continue to be said about him. You know, he is a character. He's got a larger-than-life personality, and I think that, you know, like, there's something about him that attracts an audience. Uh, unfortunately, so do train wrecks. So, you know, not necessarily a good thing, but, you know, he definitely has something. So I've tried to look out for him over the years because um, my friend unfortunately passed away. Um I've done my best to try to look out for him, but it's it's almost like how do you how do you look out for somebody who is so hell bent on self destructing? Um, he's now running shows. He's not paying talent. He's you know he's leaving <coughs> a, a wake of disaster. The last event I covered because we we filmed one of his events, and we had a cameraman on him all night. Like there is, there were nine hours of footage of just Dalton at this show, right? And I don't want to give anything away, obviously, but like a lot went down. Fights broke out, uh, multiple, and cops were called. You know, like this is this is normal for him. This happens every show. There's some big problem, but everything with Dalton, for better or worse, is an event. You, you can see it in the trailer. There's there's the the backstage stuff where he's basically being confronted over not paying talent or like how how did you think this this is gonna go? And there there are uh there's one there's one punch thrown in, in the trailer uh, from what I recall. But like just <laughs> the trailer, yeah, <laughs> just the trailer alone. Like if you're watching this, and I assume uh, people listening to this are fans of of Dark Side of the Ring and enjoy that. And there you you mentioned it. It's kind of the tagline on this, like the Tiger King of the ring. I mean, we were all kind of captivated by Tiger King at the, the height of the pandemic. And it, this is now almost very much the pro wrestling version of that. So if you've not seen this trailer, go, go check it out. I'll put the link in the, in the description and the episodes are on your, your Patreon. Is that correct? Um, the uncensored full episodes are going to be on the Patreon, but I will be having like a much more edited down version available on YouTube. Okay. <clears throat> should be on the first episode awesome awesome uh this is again just fascinating if if you've not seen the trailer i i was 
compounded by, by this. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this rules. Thanks, man. Uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty wild story. Actually, I, ironically enough, before this even came up to do a video, uh, I had heard that Dalton was running shows now. And I reached out to him. I was like, dude, listen, man, shows cost money. And I know that you don't have any. I was like, so how are you doing this? Don't worry about it. I got this person and this person and this person. I was like, okay, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm seeing more names being added to your event, and I know that you're not going to have the money. I think that this is a big mistake, and you should cancel the show. And he was like, no, brother, I got it. I got it, brother, blah, blah, blah. Uh, come time for the show, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of videos are circulating and going viral of him being smacked up in the locker room. <laughs> The, uh, apparently the entire locker room actually came out and they blocked off every exit because he was trying to run away without playing. Uh, they blocked up every exit and forced him back into the locker room. Oh. What even happens there? I mean, like, I guess we can assume, but, like, he doesn't have the money. He's trapped and everyone's against him. Like, that just can't end well. Right, and yet somehow this kid's still running shows because this is this is he's done this four times now. It gives me kind of a what was a uh, Billy McFarlane? What was a Firefest? <laughs> like, oh just yeah, Firefest. Just, sell, just out there selling wolf tickets. Just, just oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There's definitely a comparison to be made. There. <laughs> <laughs> the the last show that he did was a was a Balls Mahoney uh, tribute show. Four or five years after the guys passed away, mind you, <laughs> and uh, I'll just—I'll I'll have you understand the level of organization he has. I show up with my camera crew, and uh, before I even get there, he calls me and he goes, "Hey, could you could you film the show?" And I said, "I have nine cameras on me. Yeah, man, like that's what we're going to do—is film the show." He's like, "No, but I mean the actual show because I don't have any cameramen of my own." Oh, no. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I could have somebody film your show as well. And he's like, okay, thank you so much. And then I get there and like he pulls me aside away from the cameraman. He goes, hey, I'm going to have to, I'm going to need you to work the battle royal. And I go, Dalton, there's a problem there. I'm not a worker. I don't wrestle. What are you, what are you talking about, buddy? He's like, oh, come on. I saw you backyard wrestle 10 years ago. Like, I mean, that's, you know, you're a worker. I'm like, nah, man, that's not really how that works. Oh, this guy God. running the show. Just finding people <laughs> just to get in there. Dude. We need someone. Yeah, and some of my cameramen <laughs> actually are wrestlers. Like, some of them work uh, for, for Grimm at GTS and whatnot. So, like, some of them do have some experience. And he walked up to my cameraman asking everyone if they wanted, hey, do you want to be in the Battle Royal? You want to be in the Battle Royal? Oh, my God. That sounds like – that's so dangerous. Oh, does no. He, does he even pay with a hot dog and, and a handshake? Like, or is it just – no, just come on in here and just please work this match. you got to at least get the hot dog and the handshake. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess that's the only way he can pay him because there are people who, who suggest that he actually lives in his car, so – Man, that's rough. I, there's so you, much history behind it. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I again, everybody watch this trailer. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned like <laughs> people. You mentioned I people. I, I'm not giving anything away here. Uh, that, that's not in the trailer. But you mentioned people. That he's, like Brian Myers is, is there. Um, and, and Boogeyman. He, he's booked booked all these people. Of like, yeah, these people probably cost a a penny here and. Uh, doesn't doesn't seem like they're they're getting paid or anything. So very 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 sad times. But everybody watched this. His, his last show, he had a bunch of names. He had um he had a he was promoting that James Ellsworth was going to be there, that Brian Kendrick was going to be there. There's a couple names. He was like, these are major names. I'm a major promotion. Um, a lot of people canceled because he also booked Teddy Hart to be there. Uh -huh. That that is uh in in the the description in the trailer he he's like Teddy Hart's biggest fan now yes so, 
That's, yes, that's oh. a life choice. <laughs> wow. Hey, you were just, I mean, that's that's the that's the real Tiger King of pro wrestling right there. Like actual, actually breeding cats and living that dude. That is so that's that's interesting company uh to, to have uh and to be vouching for. Oh yeah. he's he's vouched for him quite a bit. <laughs> but what's that's funny, funny. <laughs> what's really funny is that he vouched for him. He paid him his money. And Teddy, like most of the people pulled off of the show because they're like, I can't be associated with Teddy Hart. Sorry. And then Teddy Hart didn't show. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Shocker that Teddy Hart did not show. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Hey, well, speaking of this, Ted, take, a, take a little bit of a turn here and ask for people who, who do show. Um, people you've collaborated with, I wanted to ask you, um, your YouTube collaborations, you mentioned Brian Zane. Um, what have those experiences been like and how has that kind of process with, um, cause I'm assuming, I don't know, but like, I'm assuming you probably for your videos, like right out of script, voice it, edit it. Um, I don't know if you have a team that helps you at all. I'd like to know that though as well, but, um, but, uh, how was that process like? And, and who are some people that you've worked with other YouTubers that you've had like really good experiences with? Um, I, uh, no, I don't have a team. It's, it's all just like, I'm, I'm the guy who writes it, edits it, records it. It's all just me. Um, I, I guess my best experiences are probably with Brian. He was the, you know, I, I think more than anything else, actually, the, the first big, um, you know, I, I guess, uh, spotlight to be put on my channel was when Brian agreed to come on it. And he, did that with no, you know, there was nothing in it for him. He's, he's just a good dude. Um, and he's helped me tremendously. I, he gets nothing out of appearing on my channel. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody who sees my channel that doesn't see his, he strictly does it out of the kindness of his heart. And, uh, I think he's a, he's a really great individual. I love working with him. I think, uh, our personalities play off each other very well. And, uh, he came down here for a WrestleMania a couple of years ago, um, the one that was in Jersey, and I he invited me to hang out with him for the day. It was uh, it was a good experience. He's a good dude. I like Brian a lot. <laughs> um, outside of him, probably Marky e. D. I, I like I, his channel a lot as well. Yeah, I love the uh, the, the Hawk. The, yeah, the make the Hawk talk. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's always fun working with him because he's always uh, he's always up for a collaboration. Anytime he asks me, I feel like I've unfortunately blown him off a bunch of times, which I totally owe him a collaboration. He's he's really great, honestly, to work with. He's he's just a nice guy, and uh, I, I like the end product. Uh, out of everybody, those are probably two of my favorite people to work with in the wrestling uh, atmosphere. I've talked to the OSW guys a bunch of times, and. Uh, I, I did the ad break questionarium for them once. Um, they're, I mean, I, I wouldn't consider that necessarily working together, but like just generally speaking, they're, uh, they're very nice guys and uh, I enjoy having conversations with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's as, as, you know, if everyone wants to seek that content out as well, um, OSW reviews, you know, y'all can try find that on YouTube as well. Uh, Marky D's channel is fantastic, <clears throat> especially if you're a fan or, whether you're a fan or just want knowledge of uh, TNA wrestling's history specifically, like he has so many, his fandom is strange. Cause like he doesn't watch, I don't know if he like watched WWE or he had like this big gap of where he didn't watch it or something, but he has like this, this like wealth of knowledge of like TNA and everything TNA adjacent, like ring King and everything. Mm. Um, and uh, he does this whole thing, this whole ring of the Hawk gimmick and stuff. It's, it's very, it'd be impossible for me to explain, but I would recommend checking him out as well. And then of course, Brian's aim with wrestling with regret. So uh great, great company there as well, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another, another thing I wanted to ask you about just, this is one out of left field. Cause I didn't want to forget to ask um, and bring this up. This is not wrestling related, but my favorite television show of all time is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, and you have made some always sunny videos um what just what are some of your favorite episodes of always sunny and do you have any intention of making more always sunny content uh it's always sunny is one of my all-time favorite shows so i'm 100 there with you i would love to make more it's always sunny content it's it's whatever there's a there's a demand for 
So as long as people are are tuning in when I make those videos, then I will continue to make them. I love that show. Um, I don't know. Uh, outside of like SpongeBob SquarePants, I don't know that there's a more quoted show in my group of friends. <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's that show gets brought up quite often. Um, favorite episodes? That's, that's kind of tough. I think almost all of them are great. There's very few stinkers, but... Um, it, it's it's such a it's such a blade man like everyone uses this but i think the nightman cometh definitely has to be somewhere in the top <laughs> five it's it's too great and anytime i think of the show that's exactly where my mind goes the episode yeah that's that's right around the time i got into the show i was in college at the time so it was like it was perfect timing like me and my buddies you know we get drunk or whatever and like it'd come on fx and we'd be like what what's this show and one i think the first episode i saw was the um it was the episode where uh, Sinbad and Rob Thomas are in like the insane asylum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was a big Matchbox 20 fan and a big Sinbad fan. So I'm like, wait, these guys are on the show. I was so confused. And I, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. And then um, at the Nightman Cometh, I got my brother to watch that episode and uh, he was all in on the show ever since. So that's, that's his favorite episode also. Um, <clears throat> I also, I, I love those early seasons, like the, uh, the fate donovan mcnab and that guy like showing up throughout the series and stuff like as tiger woods and don Cheadle and all this stuff man i so yeah i uh i i, I could talk to you about always sunny for the next two hours uh straight but i i i think it's great that you you make content and you have, you have frank reynolds inspired videos on your channel which i think is awesome <laughs> um yeah you know the nightman cometh really is like that that's like the introductory episode to like a lot of fans like, that's the episode you put on if you want to get your friends invested in the show. Uh, I, that's what was done with, with me. I, I was shown that episode, and I was all in. And then that's the same thing I do to everyone else who hasn't seen it. It's, uh, I have a similar thing with wrestling. Anytime I want to get somebody interested in wrestling, somebody who hates wrestling, I show them Undertaker versus Mankind, King of the Ring, and uh, it works every time. <laughs> that's a good hook. Then people are like, wait, it, 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 that's that's like starting someone at 100. And then, you know, if they stick around, that's awesome. Because there's not a lot that's going to be like that. Follow, like, follow, to follow that match is difficult if you're like a new fan. Yeah, like, you know, maybe, you know, when I show I show people like wrestling for the first time, I usually show them like a couple of really big matches. It, it's 100% that and the, uh, the two TLCs. That's uh, like the first two. I, I always show those. Um, I, I can't imagine showing somebody Undertaker versus Mankind in Hell in a Cell and then being like, hey, let's watch this Ted DiBiase Jr. match from 2011. This is going to be great. Yeah, that's, that's not going to gonna hook anybody. I always try to show like what's on now. This is what you're going to be watching, so you may as well ju just get used to it uh, when it comes to wrestling. If you start with Undertaker and Mankind and you go in expecting that and then you just watch like a generic episode of Raw, it's like, why are they holding a, a headlock for 10 minutes here? This yeah. same work before me. You gotta start on, my, on AEW now. That's the key. Just like, alright, just watch like Danielson and Hangman and Omega and that stuff like right off the bat and if you like that, stick with it. You'll get a lot of that on AEW. You'll get that occasionally on WWE. If you really like the stories, WWE might be for you. If you like the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes, who's about to win the world title, um, who might have won the world title by the time y'all hear this he interview, has. depending when it airs. Um, but uh, oh, let's get that prediction like on the record right now. The WrestleMania is coming up. Do you think Cody Rhodes defeats Roman Reigns to become the champion? I think that if they didn't have Cody Rhodes defeat Roman Reigns, then there would be nobody who reasonably could because the only two people that they've built up, whether it be intentional, whether it be by mistake or design, is Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. If it's neither one of those, it's a bust. So, yeah, 100%, I think that Cody Rhodes is winning. Absolutely. <laughs> By the time everyone listens to this, Cody Rhodes has been the WWE Universal Undisputed Champion of all Atlantic, Pacific, uh, I don't know the other oceans, I'm terrible with geography. He's the champion of the entire universe, right everybody? By the time everybody listens to this. So congratulations, Jensen. Cody Rhodes, yay. I sure hope that happens. I'm a big, big Cody fan over here. Um, I never see a full sweep of the bloodline. I agree. I agree. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, another another non wrestling one I had for you, real quick, um, because I, I didn't. I, I 
I didn't want to forget to ask this one. Do you have you? So I know you have videos on your channel about like clerks and Kevin Smith movies. And I was a big fan. I, as a matter of fact, I have like the blueprints from all rats, like, like, the, like a replica in my office and stuff. Like I'm big, big fan of those, of that series of that whole, that whole view, view as universe. Mm-hmm. But I watched the, um, the Jan Bob reboot during COVID. Um, and I was like, Oh no, like they're, I felt like they kind of ruined that. Like they ruined a lot of the reboots. And then I didn't even see the new clerks movie. Um, did you see the new movies and like, what are your opinions on them? Oh man. Um, do you like clerks? The original? Yes. A lot. Do you like the second one? I, not as much, but I thought it was all right. I could, I could rewatch it, but like clerks I've seen many times the original. But but you would say like you have an overall, like good fondness of that series. You have memories of it. Yeah. I I mean, I was really, I was really deep and I watched the animated series as well and stuff. So yeah, don't, don't, don't watch the third one. Okay. Okay. That's kind. Of, that's honestly like the reason I haven't, dude. Like, I wish I never watched Space Jam two. I'm bummed they're making Good Burger two and stuff. Like, I just going out through. I I can do a whole episode of this on Mighty Ducks Game Changers and how bummed out I am about that whole situation. So like, um, so it's good to know that that's a good litmus for me of knowing like whether or not I should I should watch Clerks three or not. That's uh, and well, thank you for being honest about that with me. Yeah, I love I love Kevin Smith. I love his movies. Um. Clerks 3 was one of the biggest disappointments I've ever had in a movie experience in my life, like ever. I, I will not spoil Clerks 3. Uh, wife, big fan of the View Askew universe, and I, I enjoy it as well. She read the synopsis and was like, not watching this, just not yeah. doing it. And, and that, was, that was that for her. So I'll probably never see it just based largely on that. And I do like that universe as well. Um, Sticking to to not wrestling, you mentioned SpongeBob and people (laughs) in our chat might yell at me if I don't bring up this because big SpongeBob fan. And you said you quoted all the time. Give me some of your favorite quotes. Oh man. Like this is literally old. This is all me and my friends do. We're 30 year olds. And I guess some of us. Yeah. Same here, dude. (laughs) No, no, no judgment here. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Uh, put me on the spot my favorite spongebob quotes it doesn't even have to be favorite just what it just throw some out there and i'm i'm sure i'll be like what might happen on like a regular basis where like something happens and you're like oh you throw out like a spongebob line um if it if it's dark somebody somebody always goes uh this is not your ordinary everyday darkness this is advanced (laughs) darkness like (laughs) It's it's all, all of my friends. I, I guess we, we're all around the same age and we've all watched the same TV shows. But more than anything else, like SpongeBob, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and It's Always Sunny in Philly are pretty much what gets thrown around the most. It's hard when you're on the spot, too, though, with that kind of stuff. Because, yeah. like, I, I do the same thing with Always Sunny. That's with me and my friends and me and my brother and stuff. Like, I constantly quote that. Um, but it'd be hard for me to just like come up with the line right now. Like when, but it just, when it happens, it happens, you know, it just, um, I'm up here with it. I don't want to be up here. I want to be down. Here with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, it was actually like really hot outside the other day in comparison to how it'd been lately. And like someone actually was like, it's a hot one. Like, like someone like said that to me, like in my apartment complex. And all I could think about was like just stripping down to my underwear and walking up to the dude. Like, oh, it's a real hot one, huh? Yeah, I'll show you a hot one, you know, just then, just then, just Dennis Reynolds style. Um, but yeah, like, I, I love I, all those characters are so funny. And it's, it's funny to me because there are a lot of people that don't like the show because they don't understand that you're not like you're rooting for them because like you've gotten to know them, but like they're not good people. Like they're not role models. Like they're not coming out there and telling you you should go out and do these things with your life. But it's yeah. just hilarious watching this group of friends just destroy everything around them for for the last you know 20 years that the show's been going what what i really love about those characters is that they're all like terrible people in their own like uniquely different ways so that like when one of them is being awful like another one's almost being like you know normal in the situation but it's it's a completely situational thing you know because like that person will be completely terrible in another given situation you know so i i I just love the show for the way that they kind of rotate the whole straight man like facade thing it's great yeah my my favorite is when they just drag like normal people into their their (laughs) world of like oh we got to go to court 
to settle this. And then the judge and the jury and all the people are like, what, what is that? Or they, they go to therapy and they completely break <laughs> the therapist and everything. Like those are my favorite where they try to just like, yeah, let's go to normal things. These people will fix us. They will actually settle these things. And the, the stuff they get into is so outrageous and they are so despicable people that it's like, no, you, all of you are beyond hell. I, I use the line, what is happening right now often? Cause I, that's like any time that like someone like from the outside comes into their world, they're just like, what is happening? Like, they're like, like, cause they're like they'll be like arguing with each other right in front of a stranger. Like the kid, like the, the camera will pan over and it's like, Oh, there's been someone else there the entire time, like watching this happen. They're so good because like, they're so natural in, in their absurdity. You know, like you really you buy that like this is just every day for these people. So you're just like it's bizarre behavior, but like this is like just Tuesday for them. Yeah, I saw I saw something circulating on the new or I guess on social media, but it was like a news clip the other day that I guess it was like make sure to warn all your all the you know teenagers out there on spring break because um, there's this new thing circulating that people are doing, and it was um. It was just it was straight up riot punch. Like it was identical to riot punch. It was it was a it was like they were just like yeah. You take a gallon and you fill a half vodka, half Kool Aid, and it was like I was like they're all kids are just making riot punch now. Like this has been around forever. It's like it's so it's just it's it's all over the place, dude. Like I like for instance, even another time to that show that they have to do is, um, the Eagles just lost the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So like they gotta cost them the Super Bowl. Like, you know what I mean? They have to have an episode where, like, the gang costs the, the Eagles a Super Bowl. You know, like, it's it all, everything in my life ties back into that show in one way or another. So, maybe four bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fight milk. Oh, we can go all day. Oh, all yeah. Fight milk. Absolutely. Yes. Dude. Uh, the, the phrase, the implication comes up with my group of friends very often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of fight milk a second ago, you didn't see uh, Cowboy Cerrone just got, uh, he's going to get inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame. They just announced it a few days ago. So there you go. Another tie into everyday life. Fight, fight milk ambassador, Cowboy Cerrone going to the Hall of Fame. So he, he better shout out fight milk in his Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> the official sports streak of the Great. UFC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now now the funny thing is in real life logan paul and ksi's prime drink is the official like so it's weird how the life's weird it's just weird no yeah um, uh, <laughs> you know on, on one hand though you know i mean i hate to say it because i don't think logan paul's the greatest representation of uh of all of youtube but you like to see somebody on the platform uh make it off the you know and and find you know climb a little bit higher up that ladder of success yeah. unfortunately it's logan paul but like right. you can see somebody do well every now and then you get like a filthy frank breaks through and becomes joji or something you know so every now and then you get like uh something like that happens where, where the and to logan paul's credit i think he's been fantastic on the WWE show like he's great in the ring does oh, great, great promos gets heat i mean he does a great job absolutely i agree he's a terrible person but like wrestling wise yeah he's fine he's good no, he's he's uh honestly I I was very surprised. I wasn't surprised by how fast he took to like, you know, the whole character and persona part of wrestling. Um the sports entertainment side didn't surprise me, but like, you know, like as soon as he went out there, like day 1 that I saw him in a match, he looked like a professional wrestler, not not somebody green and training to become a professional wrestler. He looked like a legitimate professional wrestler. That's surprising. Yeah, I think him and Rollins are gonna have a great match at WrestleMania too. I think it's gonna be really great. I'm I'm gonna say something that I think I'm gonna I'm gonna regret saying. And I want to clarify. I'm not saying that he's on this person's level, but I am saying like in terms of starting off and being like ready as soon as you you're essentially put in the spotlight. I think he's up there with Kurt Angle. I know what you mean by that. As far as like, because like he within. Literally, Logan's first match, he was thrown right into the deep end right. and like and took right to it. I know what you mean by that. I get that comparison. Yeah, I'm like again, like I'm not saying that Logan Paul is as good as that's insane, but what I'm of saying is, is that both of them started off and they already had like a better idea of what it is that they should be doing, like a better idea than like some people who had been doing it for much longer than them. Yeah, I I totally agree. 
Pete, we're going to have to cut you off right there. Outlandish, outlandish <laughs> takes that Logan Paul is, is on the level of Kurt Angle. Everyone is now mad at you. <laughs> hey, hey, so this, we're, we're getting the weirdest stuff in some of our interviews lately, like uh, these headlines that'll come out of this kind of stuff. We, we, we won't. We won't troll too much about you. Uh, you comparing Logan Paul to Kurt Angle. We won't. We won't mislead anybody. <laughs> but, but, but one, one, another thing. So we recently did an interview with our buddy Mose, who's a who's a commentator promoter um, around the indie scene here in the southeast, mainly does GCW and stuff. And he, uh, he, we, we we brought up a hypothetical scenario that I'd like you to weigh in on. Who do you think would win an actual street fight? Okay, this is a real fight, no bias, like actual street fight. Between no rules, no limits, no time limits, right? Cody Rhodes versus Eddie Kingston in an actual fight. I'm sorry, in an actual fight? Yeah, in an actual fight, Cody Rhodes versus Eddie Kingston. All right, this is very important. If we're talking a street fight, what street is this happening on? This is happening on neutral territory on like, <laughs> like on, on as, as they say in Always Sunny, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's, it'll be regulation, like concrete, like it'll be, regulation like, you know, regulation, it'll be regulation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just, just a random neighborhood. No, 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 uh, no one knows the, no one else knows, no one knows the territory any better than the others. There's no one who's going to help. It's just straight up. It, well, hey, we'll say this. Oh, it's, it's happening. Right. It's happening on a soccer field. Well, see, okay, I think you'll appreciate this answer then. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Eddie because, you know, Cody just works on his glamour muscles, you know? <laughs> okay, I disagree because I go Cody, but I appreciate the joke there. I, I get the, I get, yeah, I, he, he works on his glamour muscles. He's like, he's like Rex a little bit. Uh, well, you know, Eddie, Eddie, um, Eddie just has like a, I don't know what it is. It's it's like a vibe. Like that's just a dude who I'm not a very scared man, but like if I'm crossing the street and he's on that side of the street, I might walk the other way. Yeah. Like, I oh, might... I, I, absolutely. No, I would never in a million years. This is a hypothetical, just absolute joke of a question. Like we nah, love Eddie when, Kingston on this show. So when when we finally interview Eddie Kingston, that's the first question we're asking him is do you think you could beat Cody Rhodes in a street fight? <laughs> and I hope he answers truthfully. <laughs> uh, that was a good answer, by the way, V. That that was a truthful answer that Eddie Kingston made. Eddie Kingston's one of my favorite. I mean, so is Cody, but that's fair. That's fair. Although uh, he not mean to me on Twitter. So, wait, who is mean to you on Twitter? I had I had a, like a little tiff with Cody, like I think like two years ago or something. Oh, what wait, are you wait, doing, what, pissing off yeah. Bret Hart? And now Cody oh, Rhodes, I, Canadian I, and American heroes here. I'm a generational yeah. troll. I'm just looking to <laughs> the best of the best, you know? Um, no, I, I, I think somebody somebody was talking about how Cody Rhodes is his act. Like, that's the name on his driver's license. And all I said was, I don't see how it could be unless he changed his name, which he did. Right. And then I think he wrote back to me. He's like... Oh, I didn't think that I would have to continue to address this with like an eye roll emoji. And I was like, oh, I mean, I wasn't asking you to. I just didn't know you changed your name. <laughs> I love Cody. Cody's one of my favorite wrestlers. I've been a fan of him since before he was wrestling. Uh, I remember yeah. being a kid and listening to uh, him and his father's Hall of Fame speech. And I was like, wow, this, this guy's very articulate. Like, I liked him back then. He wasn't even wrestling yet. Yeah. But I, I unfortunately did not. I haven't been keeping up with all things Cody, so I, I understand what I did wrong. No, oh, all good, all good. I've been a, I've been a longtime fan of his as well. Um, I actually, me and him, I, I talked about it so much on the show. People get annoyed by it, I'm sure. But like, I, I went to high school with him, just so random that like we were on the same high school wrestling team back in the day. He's two years older than I am, so like I saw him like win these, win multiple state championships in high school, and then like followed the whole journey from like ovw through everything through now so it's been it's cool that you had like you you remember him before he blew up too like because a lot of people like that first WWE run a lot of people didn't see a lot in him so like the og fans are like man they could be doing more with this guy and then i'm just glad to see him finally you know it looks like it's finally working out for him and i mean if he doesn't win the world title wrestlemania like what are we doing here They're, they don't have a better opportunity than they do right now to, to like to, to make it make sense to take it off roman yeah, there's there's no bigger star right now. 
Like there, there's literally the only, like I said, I feel the only two options that WWE set up was Sami Zayn, which I don't, I don't know if the way that he's been depicted all these months is the greatest introduction for a new champion, you know, uh, or Cody Rhodes, who, you know, has been pretty much, I mean, not to the same extent, but I remember hearing in WCW, I remember a lot of, cause I've read a lot of like these wrestlers books and shit. Um, I remember, I think it was Jericho said he felt like the ca- red carpet was being rolled out for Hogan, right? It's very much the same with, with Cody in WWE. He came back and they immediately put him into a feud with one of one of their top stars. I mean, he entered, he re-entered WWE a much bigger star than he did when he left. Like where where he was as soon as he returned that. That was a step up from where he was when he left. You, you know, he would never be put in such a position to go over on Seth Rollins in a feud. You know, he yeah. just wasn't seen as that guy. So, absolutely. And then the fans reacted, and they continue to react. And it's and it's strange—not strange. What well, is strange? But it's it's refreshing to see like a true babyface getting a true babyface reaction, not because like the fans of like taking the, the show hostage or because it's like cool to cheer the bad guy or whatever. It's like just what they're doing is working. Roll with it. I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. And, but once again, by the time y'all hear this, he's already the champion, which is awesome. So, you know, that's, you know, very, very happy right now about that. And V, if you ever don't want to accidentally piss off Cody because you weren't positive that he illegally changed his name, just message Jensen be like, hey, do I have my Cody facts correct? I don't need him. <laughs> Eye rolling emojiing me for no reason. Jensen will tell you what the Cody facts are. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> You're gonna supply me with the Matitude facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. V one. <laughs> v V. Thank you for joining us. Let everybody know uh, where where they can find you at. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, if for some odd reason you wanted to watch me and my terrible content, uh, go to youtube.com slash Infuso. And hopefully that dumb side of the ring, I should have the first episode up next month. Oh, nice. Very much look forward to that, guys. Uh, all the links are in the in the description below. You can go to the link tree and check everything out. You can go to the YouTube channel and check everything out. Doesn't do just wrestling videos. A lot of pure nostalgia fans like uh, Jensen and myself. Uh, I saw a video on George Lopez, which I think is a very underrated show. Uh, I saw a video on Flavor of Love, which my exact, like right up my alley when it comes to, to trash reality television. Love that show. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of content that I think a lot of our fans will enjoy outside of wrestling as well. So okay, go check that out. And thank you again uh, for joining us here tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, go support V. Go check out the channel. Go follow me on Twitter if you would like to do that. Guys, thank you for joining us. We'll be right back here on the spot. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.